0: I know
1: song is such a banger
0: yeah why why is it so good it has no reason to be so good and by the way guys we're not talking about our theme song this time we were we were praising our theme song on the first episode (laughs) we're talking about the exorcist theme we were playing it right before we started to record and we can't play it because we would get sued to hell but holy crap why is it so good
1: I'm going to need y'all to go listen to it because I promise you will start bopping. Like, whoever made the song, why did they go so hard for? Like, I don't understand. It's so good.
0: It's so good. Pause the episode. Go listen to it if you don't know what it is. For those of you who do know what it is, go go listen to it anyway because you know it's going to be good.
1: Somebody needs to rap over that shit. Like, it's such a banger.
0: You know, you know there definitely is it. There has to be.
1: <laughs> well, guys, welcome back.
0: Welcome, welcome back. to episode two.
1: Y'all. Today, we are covering The Exorcist.
0: The Exorcist. Or El Exorcista. El Exorcista.
1: Tell me it does not sound like more metal in Spanish.
0: It sounds so badass. I love that.
1: It sounds so good in Spanish.
0: I so wonder if good. they made a Spanish dub of it. I don't know, but now we have to watch it. Like we No, watched now the we English have to version. watch it.
1: I feel like it would sound so insane in Spanish, like the stuff that Reagan be saying. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, my God. Holy San crap. Niña we need a San niña malcriada. I know. Yo, we need to watch this movie with mom. <laughs> and just I mean, she's she, she'd probably kick us out of the house, though,
1: dude, mom would hate this movie. Tell you right now she would hate this oh, movie. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Especially since it's, like, a little girl, too. She would just immediately just think of you at, like, at like 12 or whatever, <laughs> getting possessed by this demon.
1: Nah, bro. Y'all don't understand. Reagan's mom, like, she was, like, super sweet about it, but my mom probably would have just started, thought it was me acting up. Yeah, yeah for for real. inventando?
0: real. Uh, for real, right? She'd just be over there roasting you?
1: Dude, she's playing with a Ouija board in the movie. Imagine if she found us playing with that shit.
0: Jay, I'm it's so funny, I jotted that down when I was watching the movie, it was just like, what the fuck, like mom, in never in a million years would she be like, oh what is this honey I'm gonna sit down and play with you, (laughs) never
1: dude literally me and Dylan were like now that's some white people shit
0: yeah, for real, white people would be like oh, oh I think it's fun, I used to play it when I was a kid, she's
1: like oh honey, let me have a turn,
0: (laughs) yeah for real (laughs) but mom would have immediately thrown it out, and we probably would have gotten in trouble for it too, I I mean honestly though, like Till this day, I don't fuck around with Ouija boards.
1: Oh, hell no. Even me, like not even being like religious, I still would not fuck around with the Ouija board. Fuck that.
0: By the way, guys, welcome to Ike Fail. Did we say that already?
1: No, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're... y'all know the gist.
0: My name is Michael. That's Jay. If you stumbled across the show, you have no idea what this is, then welcome. Like i we'll probably be like having a good time listening to this because Yeah, it's just – we're just going to be talking about creepy shit, right? And what better way to kick off a creepy shit podcast than covering, like, the best – like, one of the most acclaimed, uh, like, horror movies of all time?
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, I feel like this was, like – I feel like when you think about a horror classic, this is what first pops into your head. Yeah, absolutely. Even now. I was telling Michael, like, the – I have not – before this, I had not ever seen the movie before – And literally, just the image alone of the girl has always been, like, implanted in my head of, like, just the image of her looking, like, super fucked up and scary.
0: It's, yeah, it's funny you say that, Jay. Like, I was thinking, like, as much as I love horror, somehow I had not watched this movie until just this year. Yeah, same. That's that's sacrilegious for people who, who call themselves horror fans. And, you know, I mean, obviously, like, if you listen to our first episode, you heard that you know, we, we were kind of uh, deprived of, of horror uh, media when we were growing up. So now that we're growing older, we're like getting really into it. But so I think like, but before I'd ever watched this movie, I just had like this impression of like it being a movie that has like true evil in it. (laughs) It's funny because like, I'm not even like, I'm not religious that way anymore, but I still, I noticed that I still had that in me is that like, you know I, when I when I was growing up and I was a kid my brother William my, my older brother uh, told a, told me about like how he had watched it grow, like, growing up and he was really freaked out about it and something about him being freaked out about it and like all these religious undertones about the movie really like got to me as a kid and even as an adult I realized like oh shit like I've kind of avoided this movie because I kind of viewed it as like a movie version of like the fucking Ouija board.
1: I mean, yeah, basically, I feel like this, it goes against, like, anything our mother would ever want us to watch, like, ever. Like, not even, like, I feel like my mom, me and my mom watched Scream before, which I'm still shocked that she even wanted to watch Scream. Ooh, I can't wait to cover that with her. Can't wait to cover that. But I feel like it would be so difficult to get mom to sit down to watch this movie because of all the, like, religious undertones in it.
0: Oh, yeah. It just
1: hits so much harder, I feel like, because of that
0: and you know it's not it's funny we're talking about it like in our day and age let alone like back then in the 70s and actually like we we have we have a news clip that we found it's like it's from a documentary we'll link the we'll link it in the show notes but yeah we're just going to play you a few news clips just so you can hear a little bit about what it was like in the 70s And 1973 is when this movie came out we're gonna we're gonna listen to that for just a moment
1: truly a different time y'all
0: the manager of the National Theater in Westwood says that
1: there indeed are at least a dozen people who faint or become ill Yo. during every
0: showing. The Chill. Los Angeles <laughs> Times reports the exorcist causing fainting and fleeing. Some tremble, others <laughs> sought the privacy of hilarious. We have a lot of people throwing up and a lot of people shuddering. But the thing that oh, really surprised me is people faint.
1: I passed out. I fainted it- like ten minutes after the yeah. first beginning of the movie.
0: I don't know what happened. I just fainted.
1: You know, it doesn't <laughs> make me want to get sick like everybody says. It just my legs are just
0: going. In Pittsburgh and Toronto, it was claimed that several people had been committed to mental asylums. Mental asylums, asylum? and Germany, it was blamed for suicides. And Deep even was right a y'all. defense by murderer Nicholas Bell, who pleaded that the film had left him possessed. A dude, okay, I... now that last motherfucker was just—he was just looking for a scapegoat.
1: <laughs> the last dude saw the movie and was like, you know what? That shocked y'all enough. Yeah, maybe murder some people.
0: I mean, I love like we we were we even watched that those clips before we started recording and we were just cracking up because it's just like the sheer shock that this movie caused to the people in the 1970s. I mean, it's just like
1: insane, it, we, y'all.
0: It just it was a scary time in modern history, right? The 1970s, there was all these serial killers and shit too. Um yeah. But but honestly, like even he even knowing that that it had that reputation, I was so surprised to like Actually, read about it and see this footage because it's just like, damn, these people were like rocked to their core.
1: I think it's so shocking because I have not seen such a visceral reaction to a horror movie like that. I think in my entire lifetime, I've never, there has not been in a horror movie that has come out in my lifetime that is making people like vomit and convulse (laughs) and like get committed to mental hospitals. Okay, guys, that that's not happened. The last, the last time I can think of. People even having at least a semi-big reaction to a horror movie was like hereditary because, yeah,
0: because yeah, for reasons that we will obviously cover in a future episode. Yeah, I mean, even even uh, like I was thinking about you know maybe the the impact of a movie like uh, like like the Blair Witch Project, right? There was all yeah. this like uh, buzz around it, and whether pe- people were like considering whether it was real or not. Like, it, it, but it's still it's not the same, right? Like this is this is like. Like having a physiological effect on people.
1: And then like, bro, I know parents in the 70s were like shook to their core because they, a lot of people were complaining that it was even rated R because they thought it should have been rated higher or at least a more mature rating because they were so scared of their kids watching the movie.
0: Paramedics were called to treat people who fainted and others who went into hysterics. It's just like. I'm just like, just reading about this, I just can't even imagine this happening with a movie. No, I really can't. Like, uh, maybe if you can think of a movie, send us an email, ikefayopod at gmail.com. Because for me, this is something that was completely new. I've never heard of people having these reactions,
1: like this visceral. And physical reaction and yet even though it had this reputation people lined up to see it like theaters all over america was sold out when this movie came out people waited hours to see this movie even just to like go in for 30 minutes and then walk out really scared
0: we're just gonna like tell you about some of the stuff we found about this because it's so freaking cool it was the first horror film nominated for the academy award for best picture i mean horror just does not win awards like that
1: no People used to not really like horror. At least back in the day it was kind of like a lesser known slash made genre. I mean, other than like what was it? Uh what was it called? American Psycho? Not
0: American Psycho.
1: What was that movie called? Psycho. Psycho. Just yeah, Psycho. Because later yeah. we made American Psycho. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Both yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have to we're gonna definitely cover the original Psycho, that's for sure. Oh
1: yes, for sure.
0: And probably American Psycho as well.
1: But I feel like even this movie was much more intense than Psycho, obviously. Oh, my God, Like, so much, much more, yeah. at least visually, people in the 70s had not seen a movie that showed, I feel like, that much gore, that much, just, like, intense scenes.
0: Dang. I hadn't even thought about that, Jay, because Psycho was in the 1960s, and then just, like, a decade later, you have fucking, you have this, The Exorcist.
1: Yeah, and you have to think about how, like, The violent slasher era did not come until after The Exorcist. I feel like that's what really opened the door until, like, oh, maybe we should more dive into this kind of shit. And I feel like the reason why we maybe haven't had reactions like this now is because, I mean, so many horror movies afterwards were inspired by The Exorcist. So I feel like now we're just kind of numbed out to that level of horror. Yeah. But back in the day, guys. This was it. This probably scared some of y'all's mamas and grandmamas.
0: Shock to the system. This one woman said, it says, an audience member who saw the movie in 1974 fainted and broke her jaw on the seat in front of her. Like This movie caused a broken jaw to it, Like someone watching it. <laughs> I feel like mom would have fainted if she saw this movie back oh in the day. Oh my god, yo, mom would have we're going to have to get her thoughts on it. Maybe on a future episode, we'll just give her a call and just like ask her to tell us what, like if she, if she's watched this, if not, yeah. we're just going to get her, her reaction uh, and watch it with her.
1: I feel like she's probably heard of it at least.
0: You know, and uh, it's funny. We, we probably, we'll probably come back and cover this in like a future episode. Cause I think it deserves its own episode, but we have an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> we have an uncle named uncle Romeo. And, and uh, I think like, You'll understand him as a person if I tell you this. He has the same sort of wide-eyed, like devious smile that like Jack Nicholson does.
1: (laughs) Dude, that's such a perfect way to describe it.
0: Yeah. Our uncle Romeo, aside from having like a crazy ass name, (laughs) um, has also lived a really crazy life. And he claims I'm going to use the word claims here. uh, He claims that he was an exorcist at one point point in El Salvador. And I was uh, I was actually just talking to my cousin, Jordy. Shout out, Jordy. Shout out, Jordy. Shout out, Jordy. Um, and he was saying that he apparently does like, exorcisms in Jersey as well, so it sounds like he still does it.
1: Yeah, he does, <laughs> but, at least according to him, he's told me before, he does still very much perform exorcism in Jersey, which is <laughs> hilarious. I need to go to one of these.
0: We're gonna, like, probably do an entire episode on Uncle Romeo at some point, um, and just let him tell the stories, and and you know, we'll, we'll let you as the <laughs> crowd be the judge on whether or not you want to believe him. But, we, it, it was just funny because we were just thinking about our Uncle Romeo in the role of, like, a Father Karis. It's just imagining our uncle in that role. Like, he'd just be over here like, You can just, like, you
1: can just hear it, y'all.
0: He'd be cursing out this demon, calling it a son of a bitch and shit.
1: I, I don't even know how he does it seriously he's such a goofy dude. <laughs>
0: he's such a goofy person but yeah he's he's very he's a very devout Catholic and uh yeah he yeah very much he, so he's told me before that that he used to be called to houses for exorcism so down down the road we're gonna have him on and let him tell his stories but just imagining my uncle Romeo in this situation was just killing me but yeah Jay so like let's let's talk about like some of our favorite things about this movie like what are, what are some things that stood out to you?
1: Oh, yeah, by the way, guys, spoilers. If you haven't seen The Exorcist, it came yeah, out in yeah. the 70s, so maybe go ahead and watch it. But spoilers, we're going to be mentioning things that happened in the movie, obviously.
0: We're not going to spoil any major plot lines of the movie, but hopefully, if anything, it'll make you appreciate it.
1: Yeah, Um. so let's get into like some favorite things that stood out. I uh, One of the quotes that I wrote down when I listened to the movie, because, guys, the stuff that Reagan the girl that I got possessed be saying in the movie is actually so insane for the 70s like I was shocked now yeah. Like now in 2023 this is a quote from Regan while possessed your mother sucks cocks in hell like,
0: what? <laughs> dude like, I'm so what? glad you said that one because I like you know that I had that one written down too
1: dude I was like hey yo what
0: your mother sucks cocks in hell Paris you faithful slime
1: literally and his mom is dead, y'all. Can you <laughs> we think about how insane it is that she said that to him?
0: Oh, I love that line so much. It just, like, it just comes out of nowhere, too. And it immediately just sets the tone between the relationship of, like, this demon and and Father Karis. I-, I love Father Karras, <laughs> this motherfucker. I want, like, I want to say one of the first times you see him, he's literally, like, running on a track like he's fucking Rocky.
1: <laughs> Dude, I know. When I first started watching the movie, I was kind of confused at the beginning. So I was like, "What is going on?" It's like in a whole other different country. I was not expecting that to be the beginning for some reason.
0: I like that a lot, actually. the The way that it starts off, like in the middle of like a rock somewhere, and none of it gets explained to you. You're just like, you're just shown all this like weird like imagery, um, that huge fucking statue that just you just like oh, and there's like dogs fighting in the background. I was gonna say that, yeah, shit.
1: The dogs fighting always gets to me because I. I hate when dogs fight. It gives me so much anxiety yeah, to the point where if there is more than one dog together in a room, I'm always anxious that they're gonna fight for some reason. So just saying that I was like, oh, that already like sets the tone for the Immediately. movie I guess. yeah yeah and uh, another one of my favorite parts was just obviously the iconic 360 turn of the head by Reagan where she just like fully turns her head around like an owl. Yeah. Love that. Oh damn I just hadn't even thought about so, it like an owl. It's referenced so many times Like, and yeah I feel like it was probably meant to be like an owl because I feel like humans have always thought it was kind of weird how owls can just fully turn their head like that. We can't do that. So I loved them doing that. I feel like they purposely made Reagan very animalistic.
0: Yeah like I hadn't even thought about it that way either that it, she turns her head like a fucking owl and it's just it's so unsettling to watch that You can see, again, just another element of, like, theme after theme of just utter shock to the system of people watching this in the 70s.
1: I was going to say, like, guys, we've seen that now, like, a million times. People have referenced that. But for the 70s, I feel like that audience was not ready. They were not ready for that movie. Because even if you had seen Psycho, which was, like, the known horror of that time... I don't think people were ready for a little girl that was possessed. This—it's a cute little innocent girl, and then she's over here saying stuff like, "Your mother sucks cocks in hell," and "Jesus, fuck me." Hello? <laughs> yeah.
0: No. What? Once, my favorite. I love this. It's like like some trickster shit. Like uh, the demon, like, is talking to Karis and says something like, "Your mother's in here, Karis. Would you like to leave a message? I'll see that she gets it."
1: So savage, dude. So
0: like, just like trying to provoke father Karras, and he's already having the struggle of faith right he's trying to decide if he's a hack yeah and then you're just faced with true evil so i i love that 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 you're seeing a work of true good against evil is basically the way it's set up
1: right oh oh my gosh i was gonna get into that i was like definitely this movie sets that like like you said like fully true evil versus good but um what was your favorite part michael i was i'm curious to know Ah. what your favorite things about it are
0: there's so much about the movie that I loved. I was like watching the movie and I jotted down all this stuff and was like, there's no way. I'm just going to say that I love the whole movie. But like, so first off, like the theme, right? The theme gets you so hyped up like immediately. And I love that they didn't just kick off the movie with the theme. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't even play until like, I want to say like 10, 15 minutes in or maybe a little bit like longer. Like very
1: random parts of the movie too.
0: It starts playing when you first see like the mom just like walking home from her job. and And it's just, it's, it really just sets the scene, right? So I love I love I love the theme song, gets me hyped. And then like the subtle escalation, like it starts out with just like sounds in the attic, like rats where where she that's what she thinks like, oh, there there must be rats over here. The bed starts to shake, which is kind of a crazy thing because we'll we'll come back to this another time. But like our brother William has had a similar like
1: that's exactly a bed what I shaking thought shaking
0: thing that came up. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have him tell that story later. But basically, like I i just love the subtle like escalation right like it it follows the same format that you see um explained a bit more in the movie like the conjuring obviously so hugely inspired by the exorcist but like there's a the three stages of demonic activity you have the infestation oppression and possession like you definitely see that like building up throughout the movie
1: oh definitely
0: but but yeah jay so like i love that i love like this movie is, is so deep in its duality down to even, like, religion and science. At one point, you basically have science, like, giving up. They're just yeah. like, um, we don't know what to do. Have you ever heard of an exorcist? Like,
1: <laughs> Straight up, they were like, um, I don't know about this, y'all. <laughs> you may have to go to the church.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I think above all of those, like, the scene I, that I love the most, the one that like, I keep coming back to, is there's a there's a dream sequence where you see the demon face for the first time? Did, do you remember that scene, Jay? It's oh, like for you're like a, so half a second. right. Yeah, I, I was gonna talk that about scene. that. Yeah, I was cause... gonna
1: talk about like the face. Uh, I loved how randomly they would show the demonic face, which was apparently like the first makeup test I think they did on Reagan or something like that. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where they kept showing it like kind of randomly, and apparently too if you next time you watch the film you'll see like the demonic statue too it'll be hidden in the shadows sometimes so it adds like a whole other layer of like scary i feel like for a film like that at that time
0: yeah i love that i love the what you said the makeup test like that kind of just goes to like the special effects of the movie which is like one of my favorite things about it is that there's so much that was accomplished without cgi everything looks so organic you know everything looks so like icky um, yeah. we're going to come back and talk about that. I mean, we're going to go over some creepy facts here in a, in a few moments, but like, just like the makeup of uh, Reagan and just like the dialogue, the music, all of it, it just, it's so good. And there's there's like one of my last favorite things that I'll say is like, I referenced it earlier, but like this, like trickster element to the entity that possessed Reagan. Yeah. The demon. Um, it's like father Marin at one point says this, he says. Especially important is the warning to avoid conversations with the demon. We may ask what is relevant, but anything beyond that is dangerous. He's a liar. The demon is a liar. He will lie to confuse us, but he will also mix lies with the truth to attack us. The attack is psychological, Damien, and powerful, so don't listen to him. Remember that. Do not listen.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Like, that. so... Dude, that's just... And... You can definitely tell how much research they did into, like, actual or at least reported possessions because a lot of people will report these possessed people to know things that they shouldn't know about to kind of, like, taunt you and get to you on a personal level.
0: Yeah, taunting is a good good word for it. Like, the, the whole movie spends so much time with, like, Reagan just taunting them.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's literally making fun of the dead mother and even like there's that scene that really stuck with me too where she fully like visually presented as his mother I was like that is it's fucked up
0: yeah yeah exactly it's just we we can go on and on about everything that's amazing about this movie there's so many things even if you don't necessarily like it it you can see how much it influenced future horror cinema right like i mentioned earlier the conjuring but also like even movies like hereditary Right. You kind of see yeah. this gradual build up. You can see how it still influences movies today.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, I feel like it's such a precedent for what a horror movie should consist of. Just even over like the soundtrack is what we were talking about earlier, like the noises that they used. They utilized like the noise of bees buzzing. So sometimes you'll just hear like a subtle like bzzz in the movie, and you're like, what the fuck is that? But it just adds to the ominous undertone of the whole movie, I feel like. They also did, like, sounds of pig squealing, is what we were talking about earlier.
0: yeah, the pig squeals.
1: Dude, those were, like, I feel like they did so well doing that, and I wonder why he even had the inspiration to do it, but it just fit very well with the entire persona they wanted Reagan to have of just being, like, this really animalistic, like the farthest thing from what you would think of when you think of a little innocent child.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this is from, from some trivia that we found. It says much of Reagan's moaning and grunting were created by remixing pig squeals. When the demon is finally exorcised from her body, the sound you hear is a group of pigs being led to slaughter. This alludes to a story in the new Testament where Jesus cast out several demons collectively called Legion from a man and transfers them into the bodies of pigs the pigs are then drowned similar to father Karis dying after accepting the demon
1: that is crazy
0: so fucking metal this movie's so metal
1: it is like something about it i don't even know how to describe it something about it to me is charming like i think it was just like the sheer effort put into it the actors they did so well i think the little girl did great you know yeah, she i did think
0: great she was fantastic in that movie
1: she was phenomenal like she genuinely seemed to scare like a scared little innocent girl at times but then when she had to be scary it felt like she was able to separate that little girl persona to like straight up being a demon and saying like the most insane things ever
0: yeah and like even just down to like the the like the voice like it was like right. apparently there wasn't a lot of post-production there was a woman who recorded the dialogue and apparently she would swallow raw eggs to make her voice mucousy start smoking cigarettes and guzzle booze to get the languid throaty croak necessary for the demon
1: jeez dude let's not do this
0: in preparation for recording our podcast because yikes
1: swallow raw eggs didn't william used to do that
0: yeah actually he got me into it at one point (laughs) yeah it it was gross
1: Oh gosh, Jim Bros of back in the day. Y'all. Jim
0: Bros. Jim Bros or, you know, possibly just getting her voices ready for demonic possession. So. Yeah, you know. Pick either one. Apparently like the the lady who did the voice also had two priests that were on the sound stage at all times. And she said that she was like uh, would perform it while she was strapped to a chair because that's how the character that's how like Reagan was positioned. And then afterwards, she'd come off a take and then go go to a couch in the back Where two priests were and then she would collapse in their arms and burst into tears.
1: (laughs) Oh yo. (laughs)
0: This movie is just so intense. Like that that was so unnecessary. She did not have to do that.
1: No, guys. Like, so the realism of this movie is insane because I didn't I watched the movie and then afterwards I did some research on it. And the amount of effort, I would say maybe a little overboard, the director did is insane actually insane like he might have been a little bit of an insane person but you know I guess thank you for the crazy movie because it really did like shatter people's just image of horror at the time but he did a lot of crazy things I was telling Michael that so in Reagan's room they made the effect so that when you go into her room you can tell it's freezing cold because you can see like their breath in the film right Mm -hmm. but the director actually had it negative 20 degrees in the room Like, during hours of filming, y'all. So, Reagan and the priest, when they're, like, shivering and their breath, you can see their breath from how cold it is. It's actually freezing in that room. So, the director did his very best to make it as realistic as he could, at least considering the subject. So, I feel like that's why a lot of the acting in it feels very authentic.
0: Yeah. We were just talking about the special effects. Like, all of this was done without CGI, you know? Even like the throw up, the throw up was like pea soup. Like everyone knows about the weird pea soup shit. It's just, it's just gross. It's just gross. It's, it's all like, it's all organic, which is both great and terrible.
1: Yeah. So, like, it, like you said, it is both great and terrible because I feel like I can admire the way that it was made back in the day, but obviously now it could, it looks goofy. Like, yeah. So, what I was telling Michael is, um, Gen Z's interpretation of this movie is so different than what people in the 70s had yeah. reacted to it because now I feel like we've seen everything. Like, this is a generation that grew up chronically online, nobody watching over them, accidentally stumbling across, like, gore videos or seeing all these really scary movies that already show a lot of this, like, fake gore. I so, Podecitos. <laughs> We're fine. My mom
0: always says, those poor kids, they've always suffered so much. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Poor kids.
1: Yeah, guys. But Gen Z, (laughs) essentially, from the consensus I've gathered, Gen Z thinks this movie is hilarious. That's great. People... And even I, when I was watching the movie, it's so good, but I laughed out loud so many times just at the too. sheer insanity of it. Yeah, because Reagan is low-key hilarious when she's possessed. Like she, it goes she's hard. Just saying she's saying the most like savage shit. Like it's crazy. Reagan feels like my intrusive thoughts when I'm in a church.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Where I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, why am I thinking about that? Why am I thinking about that? Literally when I was a kid, I remember the panic of like being in church. And then my brain is just, like, thinking of, like, the most, like, out-of-place shit. Like, tell me, Reagan saying your mother sucks cocks in hell is not, like, an intrusive thought you have while in church.
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude. Oh, no. so good. Her scene with the crucifix is crazy. Oh, dude.
0: That was so, it was so savage and so, like,
1: it just, wow. like, it just
0: it comes out of nowhere. You're like, what, dude, what just happened, dude?
1: The sheer shock. I was like, yo, what the f- like I literally just like immediately I was in shock because I feel like I don't know dude in the 70s that must have been crazy you're watching
0: this that girl shit's like crazy now dude
1: dude it's basically it, it's, this girl like touching herself inappropriately with a crucifix y'all this is insane
0: and it was so it was just so graphic and like she's like it's there's blood and stuff it's like, it was just oh it was and so she's Ma. literally
1: yelling, Jesus, fuck me. Like that is oh, crazy. Yeah.
0: Yo. Oh my God. It's just so <laughs> for anyone who hasn't watched the movie, they're probably like, I'm never watching this shit now.
1: <laughs> Dude. I like Sorry, Ma. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry, Ma. Sto you see the criada?
0: If Ma hasn't seen this movie, she's probably like, yo, what? Like, what are they talking about?
1: That's literally what I was saying. I was like, mom would just like, if this was me as a child, mom would have been so mad at me. She would think I'm just like acting up
0: oh man yeah we'll have to look through like eventually we'll have to cover more spanish exorcisms and see if like it was just the hispanic parents just like not believing their child <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> well yeah. i know i know que feo
1: para de inventando literally translate to stop inventing
0: when like, i was why talking... do we have that jay when i was talking to uh our, my cousin jordy i was i was like yo does does your mom say stuff like this too because because uh uh, my tia Sonia is just like my mom. They even look alike. and Literally, her twin. Apparently, like she does say similar stuff. Like she would, cu- she'll come over to Jordy while he's playing like Doom or something, and she'll be like, "Papito, you don't think that's too scary? <laughs> you, you won't be able to sleep at night."
1: <laughs> Papito is so. Funny. It's too.
0: It's too violent.
1: She's literally exactly like that. She's like-
0: just like mom.
1: She's just like mom, if not more scared of stuff. Because my Tia Sonia, I feel like is probably more of a devout Catholic than my she mom is. is.
0: Yeah, yeah, she is. If they're both together, you're you just know you're just gonna hear that behind us all the time. We wouldn't even be able to watch stuff over at their house because they're probably just gonna like be in another room or something.
1: oh no, I just make them watch it with me. I'll be like, "Come on, Tia Sonia."
0: We'll start. With they the would. Exorcist. They would
1: hate us. That is like the worst one to start with.
0: <laughs> Shout out Tia Sonia. La quiero mucho.
1: Te quiero, tía. I'm sorry. Why <laughs> I said malcriada? Be a little malcriada on the podcast. I'm sorry. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, so, Jay, we were we were we were talking about like the the real, I guess, life aspects of this movie, and I want I think we should spend some time talking about like the the inspiration, like what inspired the writer of this movie. Oh to yeah. Even write it. There's there's something there's a something called the exorcism of Roland Doe, aka Ronald Hunkler. So apparently like the 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 guy who wrote this movie was he came across an article in 1949 about a boy who had actually been apparently uh exorcised of a demon. Um yeah. so yeah, we, I we, I think we should read some excerpts from um this article. Jay, do you want do you want to take a shot at it or do you want me to do it?
1: Yeah, I can do it. What okay, cool. which part do you want me to read? Yeah, right there. All right, guys. Born in 1935 and raised by a middle-class family in Cottage City, Hunkler began experiencing paranormal activities at 14 when he reported hearing knocking and scratching sounds from behind his bedroom walls. Nah, dude. The Reverend Luther Schultz, Hunkler's family minister, eventually wrote to the parapsychology laboratory at Duke University in North Carolina in March 1949 and explained how chairs moved with Hunkler and one threw him out of it. So it like threw Hunkler, the kid, out of it. His bed shook whenever he was on it. Schultz also explained how the family floors were scarred from sliding of heavy furniture and how a picture of Christ on the wall shook whenever Hunkler was nearby. Damn. (laughs) Yo. Savage. The family eventually sought the help of William Bowdern, a Jesuit who conducted more than 20 exorcism rituals on Hunkler in the span of three months. Writing in his diary on the 10th of March, 1949, Bowden noted how Hunkler entered a trance like state as fourteen witnesses watched during one of his exorcisms. There was a scratching which beat out a rhythm of marching soldiers. Second class relic of Saint Margaret Mary was thrown on the floor. The safety pin was opened, but no human hand had touched the relic. Hunkler was then relocated to St. Louis to be treated for demonic possession. It seems that whatever force was writing the words was in favor of making the trip to St. Louis, Bowden wrote. On one evening, the word Lewis was written on the boy's ribs and deep red scratches. Yo, dude, not you can, cool,
0: demon. Not cool, dude.
1: You can really see the inspiration the movie took from this because on like Regan's ribs, it said, help me. Yeah. At one point. Next, when there was some question of the time of departure, the word Saturday was written plainly on the boy's hips. Yo.
0: Dude, chill.
1: Not the demon making the traveling plans. Anyways, as to the length of time the mother and the boy should stay in St. Louis, another message was printed out on the boy's chest. Three and a half weeks. The printing always appeared without any motion on the part of the boy's hand. Dude. I'd be like, can you explain a little more? Like, what do you mean by three and a half weeks? There's like seven days in a week. So do you want me to leave when? I know. Hunkler was admitted to the Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis on 21 March 1949. Nearly a month later, Hunkler broke into a violent tantrum of screaming, cursing, and voicing of Latin phrases as Jesuit priests allegedly cast the demon out of his body.
0: Dude. That is insane. This is the exorcist that That is all the Exorcist. Like, if they had just made a movie covering just this dude's story, that that would have been it.
1: I feel like this must have added a whole other layer when people found out that the Exorcist was literally completely based on a real story. I mean, um,
0: it, I didn't know that. It kind of wigged me out when i when I was reading about it,
1: same. So, I mean, the movie is based off of the Exorcist novel, obviously. And the person who wrote the novel basically said that he heard about this um, exorcism that took place and he just got inspired he wasn't even like a horror writer apparently he used to write like comedy and stuff like that but he completely went into horror over hearing this story which i mean completely makes sense it was an insane story and i'm pretty sure the kid ended up didn't he die
0: so 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 he actually he he made he lived to like 86 so he did live a long oh, life shit. that's that was actually an interesting part about this is it says In his adult life, Hunkler was a NASA engineer whose work contributed to the Apollo space missions of the 1960s and who patented a technology that helped space shuttle panels withstand extreme heat. Oh, shit! like this dude was like legit. Not only did did he go through all this, he like went on to be successful and was very like private about this happening in his life. Like he did not want people to to know about it. He
1: didn't like the publicity of it.
0: Yeah, it said, on Halloween, we they always left the house because he figured someone would come to his residence and know where he lived and never let him have the peace. So this Yo, poor this dude. Yeah, this poor kid. <laughs> I mean, Literally. He, he sounds like, it sounds like despite all this, he lived a successful life working for, like, NASA. But I feel terrible that, like, the exorcist brought on all this horrible, I, I guess, like, juju on him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what would you even do if this was happening to your kid in the 40s?
0: I I don't I honestly like I have no <laughs> I have no, no clue. clue no clue at all and you know I just think back to like my dad telling us I, were you there Jay when dad was telling me about like you know there there's that story I was telling you guys in the on the first episode where I used to have these terrible like nightmares that night it got to the point where my dad thought he needed to get like holy water do you do you remember that Jay yeah. did, did you remember being in the car with, like, I don't remember I don't remember if you were there with me when he was telling me that I
1: wasn't (laughs) he said he stole it.
0: Yeah. So he said he stole fucking holy water because the cat like the priest wouldn't give it to him. So he just like took some on his way out and he used that. So I guess Jay, I guess to answer your question, that's what you do is you steal holy water. (laughs) First (laughs) of
1: all, savage. Second of all, doesn't that cancel out? Like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Stealing
0: it. My dad swears that my nightmare stopped after that. So who knows?
1: Who knows, dude? I mean, I completely get it. Because first of all, why is the priest not giving it? Like, bro, you got one job. Second of all, stealing it, I just, maybe God was like, I don't know, y'all. I'm going to sit this one out.
0: (laughs) My dad, told me, my dad told me that. I was like, dude, I hope you're being for real right now because that's badass. Like, I was baptized by, like, stolen no, holy dude. water.
1: Mom told me the same thing. She literally oh, also really? told me the same <laughs> thing. She said that okay. dad stole holy water when that shit was happening.
0: That lends more credence. Okay, thanks for saying that. I didn't know that. <laughs>
1: yes. So uh, both of my parents says that this occurred, and I, my dad very much seems like the type of person that would do something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, he is. We'll we'll talk more about dad. Shout out dad, by the way. He he did listen. He I was like, I sent it what? to him. Yeah, I sent him the link to a podcast and he and he didn't say anything. And I was like, Dad, you didn't like it? And he was like, No, it was good. I actually liked it. It was really funny. <laughs> Thanks, Dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So dude.
0: so yeah, steal holy water for your children if they're going through some fucked up shit. And maybe this is what a uh, Hunkler, aka Roland Doe needed.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, I just think the reason why the movie is as scary as it is, too, is because this kind of shit has happened before. Like, we'll definitely have to get into other cases where this occurred, but this, uh, at least this, like, the kind of stuff that happened to Reagan in the movie, the bed shaking, her um convulsing, the projectile vomiting, insane, and, like, just, like, the, uh, just being, like, kind of, like, rude. A lot of people report that when they're seeing possessions or somebody... Uh, having an exorcism done on them
0: yeah it, it's it's like we know about all these like things because we see it so much in movies but what's crazy is when you go back to cases back like back before all that was like played out in movies like the exorcist like after the exorcist you know obviously there's a lot of things that people might, you know might model that if they if they if they were to try to hoax something like that but it's crazy because you start to see all these different patterns that I'm sure we're going to get into at some point when we actually cover some cases and Jay, we should try to find cases from before the exorcist because then we'll be able to like see, like, I guess prior to that being out there in the cultural awareness, like, you know, how much of that actually kind of still, you know, holds up to like, yeah, come later in this movie.
1: I mean, I know that the director also worked with like multiple different priests uh, and tried to make it as accurate as possible as to how an exorcism would even be done. Like apparently the whole system you have to go through of like getting permission from the church, like that's an actual thing. They don't just like perform exorcisms. Apparently it's like kind of like a last ditch resort, which I did not know. Yeah. Uh sometimes a lot of times I do try and find psychologists or doctors at the time, but of course these physicians at the time they didn't know what was going on because there's they couldn't find Any other reason, they couldn't find a physical reason that this was happening. They couldn't think of really a complete psychological reason that this was happening. So this was kind of like the thing you did when you're like, well, I don't know what the fuck else to do.
0: (laughs) We've exhausted all else. So it's time for an exorcism.
1: Yeah, literally. But it's just crazy. I just think it's crazy.
0: Yeah, Jay. Why don't we should talk a little bit about like the infamous like curse. There was... There was oh, yeah. uh, uh rumors after the movie became popular that the the cast suffered through a, a curse. There was all sorts of crazy shit that was going on. So like, um, at one point there was a studio fire where they actually had uh, the sets of the house interiors. So they had oh, to like shit. rebuild it more than once. Uh, by the end of the film's like production, it said that there was nine people associated with the making of the movie that had passed away, including an assistant cameraman. Who had lost a newborn baby and oh, a night man. Like just man. that, just that, I'd be like, okay, maybe there might be something to a curse because <laughs> holy shit!
1: That's that's so intense. That's crazy.
0: But it goes even like further. Like so, so one of the people who died was like one of the actors who played um, the film director in the movie. There's a, at the beginning of the movie, there's like a film director, mm-hmm. and um, he he's actually one of the characters that gets killed by Reagan. But um, the, the actor oh, later on shit. ended up dying from complications of the flu. You're
1: so right. He's like the first dude to die in the movie.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're so right. He's the one that got like thrown out of the window or something. It's like alluded yeah. that he got thrown out of the window by Reagan, which is like <laughs> insane. But Which I,
0: I kind of love that, that you just get thrown out a window onto like the staircase. It's just like, I what, know. The, what a what a like crazy ass way to die. What a way to go. Can't what a way to now. go. So so yeah, so like so in the fire, apparently um the only room that it's this is claimed um that the only room to survive the fire disaster was Reagan's bedroom. Now I don't I don't know if Yo. I believe that, but if that's true, that's crazy.
1: Okay, if that's true, that's pretty insane. That's insane.
0: It says others on the set suffered lifelong injuries, a crew member lost his toe. While a carpenter chopped off their thumb. Holy fuck! <laughs> oh my god! Like Jesus, dude.
1: I mean, like I feel from what I've heard, this was in a very emotionally charged set. Like, <laughs> dude, I don't know if you heard so this. So savage. Apparently, the director on set used to literally carry around a gun and shoot it off randomly oh my to god. scare people. Did you hear that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah, one of the actors apparently got pissed at him for that.
1: Oh, many got pissed at the director. But afterwards, it's kind of funny to see how the actors reacted afterwards because they're like, oh, yeah, it was horrible. But the movie was great. (laughs) The movie turned out (laughs) amazing (laughs) because of it. But the first of all, you have these rumors of like the curse set because of all these horrible things happening. I mean, this is insane. This is an insane amount of stuff. We're not even done through the list. But um. A lot of people were feeling very, I feel like just like spooked, even while recording the movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, just the subject matter is spooky. I mean, like I said, like it it kept me from watching the movie for some reason. And I don't know. It's It was weird for me to observe that I had that reaction to it because I don't think I was consciously aware that I was avoiding it because of the charged supernatural like demon yeah. stuff. And it's because it's so ingrained in a lot of like Christianity. like the, Like a demon is a very real thing. And so it's just like. A movie that shows, like, the darkest pits of this, like, demon is so scary.
1: I cannot believe William watched this movie. But, like, thinking about a young him watching the movie, I can definitely see why this movie would freak him out. Right. He's also a devout Christian. And William is, like, I mean, I know his wife's sister used to joke that he was the Holy Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) I've always
0: loved that nickname for William. I know.
1: Espiritu Santo.
0: El Espiritu Santo.
1: But I just know that he was probably, he was, like... Yeah, dude, it was pretty scary. That's yeah, how man. you know something's scary.
0: Yeah, that's 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 William selling you on how scary something is. Yeah, man, it was pretty scary.
1: Yeah, dude, it's pretty messed up. She did a lot of bad things. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and, and that's so funny because that stuck with me for so long that William was scared of that movie and and I kind of just like avoided it.
1: I mean, like even imagining William, who's not, he's William, is not at all very easily scared. William's probably like the exactly. bravest of all three of us. But this definitely spooked him at the time. And if my mom would have watched this, dude, she would have been so freaked out. Are you serious? Like, when mom watched Chucky for the first time, she <laughs> apparently came back and, it, like, threw out some of my toys that creeped her out.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
1: she would have definitely taken this movie entirely too seriously and been really afraid.
0: We're going to have to see if she's watched it. All right. Maybe we'll call her after the show and just see what, see what her reaction is and we'll report back. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we'll report back and let let you guys know what she says. He
0: who fights with monsters should look to it that
1: he himself
0: does not become a monster. And when you gaze long
1: into an abyss, the abyss also gazes into you. Like y'all, this is some crazy shit.
0: And, and if there wasn't enough to tell us that, um, you know, there must have you know, that this feels like a curse, like if you, even, even if you don't believe in curses, you got to you got to admit like this is there's That's a lot, lot of going bad on shit. Here. Um, so so apparently this is something else that I found out about the movie. And maybe <laughs> we'll have to come back and cover this entire case because holy crap,
1: <laughs> this might be its whole other episode because this is insane, guys.
0: So so there, there is a, a scene where, like, they take Reagan to get, like, all these x-rays done. And um, there's a bearded man in the scene who assists the doctor. It's this guy named Paul Bateson. Um, so he was an x-ray technician at NYU Medical Center where that scene was shot and managed to get a small part. In 1979, he was convicted of the murder of a film critic and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Holy like, fuck. yo, what? <laughs> However... And it, I, that's already shocking. But however, he bragged about and was the suspect in the murders of six men, whom he said he picked up in gay bars, had sex with them, and then murdered and dismembered their bodies and put them into plastic bags for fun in 1977 and 1978. So this is all apparently known as the bag murders. Like what? What? <laughs> yeah, dude, this is the
1: true horror in the exorcist like the fact that you know what i feel like in the 70s this was there was such a like hot time for serial killers i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if in like any white dudes that now i see in a movie from the 70s i'm gonna be like that dude probably murdered a bunch of people
0: yeah yeah that'll be the our new game whenever we watch like an old movie from the 70s is like all right who in this movie was probably the serial killer
1: <laughs> because what dude what? Yeah. Now I feel like I have to go back and watch that scene and like try and just look at him because that is insane.
0: Yeah, they never look like they just look like regular people most of the time. <laughs> they typically don't look like a super scary like serial killer. I don't I don't remember what he looked like in this movie. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> so so they so it says, although investigators believed his story, he was never officially charged. And those murders have technically never been solved. Bateson wow. was really, Bateson was released from prison in 2003. The whole oh, story... no, this homie's out here? Yo. Hey, Bateson, uh, we love The Exorcist. Great movie. Um... Come on to the pod, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so, Jay, get this. So, it says, so he was released in prison in 2003. And it says, the whole story revolving the bag murders were later fictionalized in the movie Cruising from 1980. Which was also directed by William Friedkin. So yo,
1: are you serious?
0: This movie So the
1: director I, saw this fucked up shit happen and was like, you know what? Let me make a movie on it. Yo, know,
0: <laughs> apparently, I think that's just like a lot of Hollywood It's like anything anytime something fuck, like anytime like something fucked up has happened, it's like, hey, uh, can we buy the rights to this?
1: They're like, Yeah, we should make a movie out of this. Only 10 years later, homie didn't even let it marinate. He didn't even let the people try and heal from this he immediately was like oh yeah you're right i didn't even notice this.
0: that this was in the late 70s and this was literally 1980 like a year later he's trying, dude <laughs> he's trying to get it wait into a that's movie. like
1: three years later what
0: the fuck dude <laughs> he was still in prison all right you know we're gonna have to come back and cover this down the road because i mean we that was like a last minute i was like over here like just like i wonder if there's anything else i want to bring up about this movie and then i found this out and i was like hold on how is more people not back. talking
1: about that? Like, I literally didn't know that. And then Michael said it and I gasped because I
0: was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, stay tuned for a future episode on um the bag murders. Yeah. The bag murders uh, by this dude, uh, Paul Bateson. What the fuck?
1: Bro, imagine if he'd really just killed somebody that was just like, yeah, the exorcist was mid.
0: <laughs> I think that's really what. So maybe he would let us off the hook because we actually loved it.
1: Yeah. Okay, look, dude. We're horror movie buffs, supposedly. I know we hadn't seen The Exorcist before this. That's not my fault. Okay, it was made way before I was born. Anyways,
0: mom, mom wouldn't have let us watch it.
1: Oh no, mom would never have let me watch this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so Jay, like, what what do you think? Like, does, does the movie live up to the hype? Like, what what are how did you how did you end up feeling about it? Like, what what are your final thoughts?
1: The movie lives up to the hype in that. It is really well made. However, I am afraid that decades later, it's not as scary as it used
0: to be. (laughs) Yeah, it is hilarious. You know,
1: I basically did a poll on uh, my Instagram because I wanted to see what Gen Z kind of thought of this movie. If people had even like fully watched it. And I just want to go over those results real quick because I thought it was really funny. Yeah. So 50% of people which was i guess like kind of like half slash majority have not seen the movie but they did hear of it eight percent had never heard of the movie or seen the movie 42 percent saw the movie <laughs> and of those 42 percent the general consensus was gen z thinks this movie's hilarious
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah they think this movie's
1: so funny like people basically put this movie on for like shits and giggles now like back in the day that would not be a thing i feel no, like now somebody all. that's just bored some gen z kid that's just bored is like hey we should watch the exorcist and like laugh and get high like I
0: don't know. <laughs> but, yeah uh, ba- basically the reaction of like the, the the kids in the movie talk to me like you guys are just like oh man let's yes. just put this shit on this shit's hilarious
1: oh dude i didn't even think of talk to me talk to me is basically like if this kind of sort of happened now but with our generation yeah. because Nobody takes shit seriously anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're right. It's it's like a like you guys are desensitized, but also like you're but honestly, I agree with it. It's hilarious. The movie is genuinely funny. Like oh, when I was yeah. watching it with Jessica, she felt like Jessica's my wife, by the way. Again, I mentioned in the first episode. Like Jessica, like this was her first time watching it too, right? And she's has for years, she has always avoided like demon. Uh, movies because she's always kind of been really scared of of that sort of horror as well. And so when we watched The Exorcist, she was like so relieved because she just kept like, she just thought it was hilarious.
1: I would say, if anything, now it holds up as like more of a comedy. And I think Gen Z would appreciate uh, Reagan telling the church off a little bit. (laughs) You know, she's just, dude, didn't she like defile one of like the statues in the church in the movie?
0: Yeah, I think so. She put like (laughs)
1: boobs on it or something. Like, that's crazy. Mm Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Maybe the demon that possessed Reagan was just somebody from like Gen Z that traveled back to fuck with the Catholic Church.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. It's just like just some random kid.
1: I mean, to tell me that, and I, I've said this so many times, but I just think it's crazy. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. It's just something you find in like a YouTube comment section now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. I feel my theory is that Reagan got possessed by uh one of us people part of gen z and then we decided to go back and fuck with the catholic church that's my theory that would
0: make so much sense to be honest with you i mean i (laughs) I would support that theory because i totally see it too jay i think i agree with you here gen z you guys this movie is hilarious it's not it's not as scary as it once was i can appreciate it for what it is like i thought i I like the themes about it i like the way it was done but it wasn't it wasn't scary I think I think the uh, like the idea of it is is what's actually scarier for me. And I found this I found this quote. Jay I wanted to read really quick before we uh, yeah wrap up the show. This is from a profoundly pointless article that says, "Are demons real or imaginary?" For exorcist Brian D. willette, it doesn't matter. All that matters is belief. He says, "As long as someone believes that demons exist, they are real." And as long as someone believes that exorcism is what heals them from those demons, exorcism is real.
1: Oh, snap. I love that because I feel like that's basically how I feel about it. Because even if this stuff at least isn't what it seems like on the surface, like I'm not a very religious person, but I will still admit like from these stories that the exorcist is based off of, this was very real for the people living it. This is very detrimental to the people that... And their families that go through stuff like this, and I mean, even small aspects of The Exorcist strangely reminded me of like what my family went through. Yeah. In uh, the haunted house that you guys used to live in, like you said, the bed shaking. I mean, yeah. even stuff like the scratching. The noises, Multiple people yep. have experienced this, guys, and it's truly unsettling. So you and really have to think about it. too. Yeah. So that's just I like I do like those aspects of the movie because it is very. Uh, realistic as to what many people have experienced and I feel like that's why even though Gen Z does find this movie to be hilarious a lot of the people that did say yes that they saw it say that they still love the movie because you can totally see how many other movies after it were heavily inspired by The Exorcist
0: yeah totally I exactly I said it earlier and I think it bears repeating here at the end of the show it's like you can see how this paved the way for more serious horror, like *Hereditary*, like *The Conjuring*, all these movies that came later that we all like love now. Even movies yeah. like *Talk to Me*. Like, I mean, it's just it's it's you know it's it's all there. It's hilarious now. I don't know if it stood against the uh, tests of time, but it's still a great movie. It's really well done, and yeah, I guess thank you *The Exorcist* for kicking off this like a uh, big push in horror movies in cinema.
1: Yeah, honestly, like shout out to them, because I feel like uh, during this time, too, this is a very, um, you know, I feel like in the 70s, we went through a time where a lot of people were like blaming things on uh, the devil and Satanism and stuff like that. And so people were already very like uh, people didn't like to talk about this kind of stuff. So this movie was very in your face for the 70s, like very much like, wow, like a shocker.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We didn't even really talk about that very much, but how much. Like, I feel like this was in the subconscious when there was like the uh, satanic panic in the 80s, you know? Yes,
1: that's what I was looking for the word, the satanic panic. Exactly. Yeah. I
0: feel cool. like this
1: very much plays into that.
0: So it became real in its own way. So I think, if anything, we can appreciate the movie for its impact, if anything else. So,
1: yeah.
0: Amazing movie. Shout out to all any real exorcists out there who are out there exercising demons. Come on the show.
1: Oh, my God, please come on the show if you come do that. Show. That is so cool. Like, for real, for real, that's actually really cool if you do that as a job.
0: And we'll get our Uncle Romeo to come on the show at some point, too, to tell us the stories.
1: Oh, my Tio Romeo. Oh, my gosh, dude. Y'all, this man has gone through some shit, okay? Yeah. It's funny it's we'll because we whole say whole
0: that episode. about every one of our family members. Y'all, this person has gone through some shit.
1: <laughs> we all gone through some shit, okay? <laughs> that's just the truth of it. So he'll right. have to come
0: on at some point. That was our episode on The Exorcist.
1: Yay! Guys, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. I'm so happy that you get any kind of joy listening from these two weirdos talk about uh, some scary shit. And, we would do it uh, anyway,
0: even if you weren't listening, and it makes us yeah. happy that you guys are listening.
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, we have some interviews
0: coming up soon. Yeah, we have a lot of people coming on. I'm I'm so excited about... Everyone I've talked to so far that has agreed to come on the show, you guys are awesome. I can't wait for you guys to hear these stories because, man, there's some wild, wild stories out there, and I can't wait to shine a light on them.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, more than likely, the next episode will be on a true crime slash, uh, you know, UFO or alien story. We'll be covering a case, and I think that'll be much very much fun. And then in the future, we'll be able to go through even uh, a bunch of other different classic horror movies and newer horror movies. And That'll newer be ones.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of newer stuff, too, we're going to have to get into. Yeah, sure. As a reminder, guys, you can reach out to us at iqfeopod at gmail.com. That's A-Y-Q-U-E-F-E-O-P-O-D at gmail.com. Send us your creepy stories, offer corrections, send some questions, Send us send us your Spotify rap playlist, do whatever.
1: Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, guys. We, we would love to listen to your Spotify wrapped playlist. That would be very fun. So share that if you want to, I guess. I'll, I'll but, drop um, mine in,
0: my, in, the, uh, in the episode description. Oh, yeah. We can drop mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send us your Spotify wrapped. We'll talk to you guys about it.
1: All right, guys. See you yeah. next time. Si Dios permite. Si Dios quiere. <laughs> si Dios permite. Literally meaning if God is willing to let you live another couple of
0: weeks. Uh, that's how my mom always says. Si, si Dios quiere, if God wants or if God permits, Blink. like, if God lets us live until this next moment.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Stay cool. Stay weird. Stay scary. Stay spooky. All of the above. Yay.
0: Si Dios quiere, ahí nos vemos. Bye. <laughs> Adiós. <laughs>